Previously on The World to Come. Ripley, the heir to the console throne cavorting with a cadre of foreigners? What did you find in the subtools? Tunionist extremists. The Cardinal has access to some sort of a conduit gateway portal doohickey. It is a computer. <gasps> a gateway? That's how the Oracle of Naples said the Cardinal accessed that old movie. Of those who came here to confer, one rules the roost, one sired her. Sired me? I have so many questions about my father. My mother never speaks of him. And now, the latest chapter in the saga of the world to come. Episode 11, an introduction to the genre wars. The subtubes, Ripley? With foreigners? What were you thinking, child? She said they were her friends, Majesty. Oh, friends? From what factions? I recognized the leader of the Snookies, that Hepburner boy, and the Talon lad who bore the Cardinal's message, amongst others, including Primeradama Yolanda of Boogie Town. Yolanda Gutierrez. What in the seven hells are you planning, girl? A coup? No, Mother, it's not like that. I swear on the baby Yoda. Blasphemy! Well, what was it then? An adventure. I've spent my whole life hearing stories of the great quests, and I wanted to know what it felt like to take real risks for once. And so you invited hostile agents into our realm? Well done, Ripley. That's a risk for the raconteurs to tell about. Think of the peril in which you've placed your people. What sort of access did you grant these foreigners? What strategic advantages did you yield up to your so-called friends? It wasn't anything like that. They're good people, Mother. Good people? <laughs> your cherished father did not lose his life in the genre wars so that you could go carousing in the subtubes with our blood nemeses. Well, you never talk about the Kalis damn genre wars, so what do you want from me? Perhaps you are right, daughter. Servants, leave us. Sir Cyborg, refill my goblet. This will call for wine. You're finally going to tell me the story of the genre wars. You're more than old enough. I see that now. You cannot lead someday without this knowledge, though it woes me to relive those dismal days. Now sit, child, and listen well. Before five factions rose, we were afflicted. Before the cardinals peace, the tribes roamed unrestricted. Too many factions clashed with no clear border. Too many leaders led to chaos and disorder. First there were skirmishes, but soon it turned to slaughter. This was the way of things for years and years, my daughter. For generations before you or I existed, the conflict thundered on, the march to war persisted. 
of the genre world. Like gladiators trained in the arena, I learned to fight fierce as Brianna Toth or Xena. My blade I wielded with both poise and prowess. I made damn sure no less a faction rose to chaos. I butchered enemies I did as I was sworn to. But that's what I was born to I took no pleasure in the flood of blood I spilled then I slew for duty and I dutifully killed then The genre was won The battle lines were clearly drawn Some smaller factions were an exile Decimated so slowly was fated, a time for carnivals, was the genre wars. By the time you were born, things were clearer, we were nearer to the peak. It seemed all of fiber was in our grip. But our certain ascent, it was thwarted, oh, what harm a spike and reek. My mother felt her power start to sleep The shovel wars were hell Our sabotage deceived us well Just like the phrase did to the stock set The red wedding It breaks my iron heart Returning to the bloody start This is the prologue More wine, Sir Cyborg. Your grandmother, Queen Gehenna the Gory, had not yet abdicated the throne when our tale begins. Do you know how she earned the flourish, the Gory? I always assumed it was because she was fearsome in battle. She was, but that isn't why. She was styled the Gory for annexing one of the smaller factions into Queen's realm. The Gore Consortium. That is correct. The horror folk of Stryker's Island had been a reclusive people, content to stoke fear amongst their own. For many years, our ambassadors were sent across the bridge to open diplomatic relations, but they always came back screaming. But my mother crossed the bridge herself alone and faced down the horrors of Stryker's Island. It is known. Do you know how she brokered the agreement that brought their realms into ours? She offered them land on our side of the bridge. And created the Gorlord's son and heir Duke of Gusha. My father. The final concession that sealed the deal with the Gore Consortium was me. You helped broker the treaty? I thought you said Queen Gehenna went alone. Oh, she did. I was not party to the decision. I was just subject to it. She offered my hand in marriage to the newly created Duke. 
When my mother returned to our side of the bridge, I was betrothed to a man I'd never met nor seen. Was it love at first sight when you did? (laughs) Hardly. What happened? I was in the midst of a particularly rigorous martial training regimen at the time, but he declined my invitation to take luncheon, demanding instead to meet for a late supper. Good evening, your highness. Good evening, tidy your grace. May I ask why you insisted upon meeting so late? It is not customary for those such as me to brave the sunlight. I see. Then we shall be operating on opposing schedules. It sounds like you were pretty resistant to the betrothal. Wouldn't you resist being bound to a relative stranger without being party to the decision? That's what I try to tell you when you foist Archduke Plastoria on me every other month. Anyway, I noticed your father was handsome. He was slender and delicate looking. A pretty man and impossibly pale from his diligent avoidance of the sun. I don't remember him being so pale. When I met him, he was. He gestured toward a chaise. Uh, May we sit, Highness? Very well. He pulled my chair out for me. Don't do that. I scolded. Apologies. Your customs are not known to me. It is fine. Please, sit and tell me of yourself. I was raised on my father's estate of Castlevania. We had a zombie zoo in the courtyard. Sometimes the keepers would let me throw food to them. I love to watch them seemingly come to life to tear at whatever unfortunate animal fell into the cage. Their mouths would be painted red. It was... beautiful. If your people are so fond of bloodshed, Your Grace... Uh, Please... Call me Vlad. If your people are so fond of bloodshed, Vlad, why have you been hiding away on your island, sitting out the walls? My culture is fascinated by death, but that does not mean we seek to rush into our own. We are fortunate that our ancestors claimed an impregnable island fortress as their home. You know the Trackies of Starryside believe the island should be theirs, as it was once named for their sainted commander, William Riker. We got there first. An ancient prison better suits a people devoted to horror than the optimists of Starfleet. The Gore Consortium was able to keep out of your five Barovian politics, but Stryker's Island is small, and our population has grown. It is time for us to expand and to participate in the world without. Your father was a thoughtful creature, Ripley. So different from the great silent paladins and blustering sellswars with whom I typically associated in those days. I take exception to that characterization, Majesty. I was your regular sparring partner back then. Oh, be quiet, Sir Cyborg. And freshen my goblet. (sighs) Duke Gushing looked to me with those deep, dark eyes, set against that pale face, and asked... What of you? Who is Princess Sionaris? I am a warrior. I will one day be queen. There is nothing more to me. That cannot be true. And yet it is. We are thrust into this arrangement with no say in the matter. We need not bond in any meaningful way. Would it be so bad if we did? The knights will mock you. I could break you in half. The strength is important to you. It is paramount. Then 
Then teach me to be strong. Uh, train me. I don't have time to train all day for battle, and then train you after the sun goes down and you skitter out like a trash panda. Then, then train me during the day. I will brave the sun. I thought you didn't do that. I haven't, but I will. I am no longer merely a member of the Gore Consortium. I am now a noble of the fancy folk, and I must learn to assimilate. Resistance is futile. Uh, what? Fancy saying. All right. If you're game, I'll teach you. May we start now? Now? Uh, perhaps not the physical training, Highness, but maybe you can uh, tell me more about your people. Uh, our people. What would you like to know? What is it like? In your fantasy realm Are there goblins to fight? Are there starships to helm? Do your people get on? Or is there constant fighting? It's all so diverse This is truly exciting When one has a passion here We try to stoke it if you have a fantasy, we'll help evoke it. Sci-fi's no science, of course we do falter. But you're free to worship here at any altar. I know you have knights, like at Arthur's Round Table. But some wear steel armor, some plastic and cable. It seems that the future and past intertwine here. How do all the many subgenres align here? By suspending disbelief, sure there's conflict. Some people have beef. But the truth on the whole is we all know our role So to answer in brief, the fans I suspend disbelief But surely it isn't so different in the Gore Consortium? I mean, your folk have, what, zombies, demons, mutants? And vampires! What is it like on your island of Gore? Do the disparate subgenres always wage war? Do the werewolves and vampires constantly battle? Do you just treat the zombies like their free-range cattle? I guess it's not so different than it is here. It's just on our island we focus on fear. We like fantasies too, just as long as they're scary. That's why our whole island's a big cemetery. I guess there's a lot that we both have in common. Pretending there's not, I was tilting at strawmen. Tis time that Queen's Realm united with strikers. Just mark that my land's much more risky to hikers. Suspending disbelief, that's the tactic. Both cultures deem chief. It's a splendid technique for a nerd or a geek. With a sigh of relief, I see we both suspend disbelief. If you say you're from space, I will not need a trace of proof to trust that your word is true. If you say you're a wraith, 
I'll accept it on faith It's the only polite thing to do From a tomb or a star You decide who you are It's bizarre to let doubtful thoughts in Disbelief can compete When your mind can retreat And that sweet flights of fancy begin Suspending disbelief We all do it It's a common motif If I say I breathe fire Or that I'm a vampire I will give you no grief Knowing we both suspend Better cherished than loved Maybe love lies beneath Until then we'll suspend disbelief Well, so far this seems like a story about overcoming differences Just like my friends Father was from a different culture And you two found a lot of common ground A slightly different culture, Ripley one which swore fealty to our crown and joined us in battle. After we were married, I even got your father into fighting shape. He fought ably, enough, and he turned out to have a clever, strategic mind. And if we come up from the appropriately named Bleaker Street, the fate of the enemy will be bleak indeed. <laughs> That's actually brilliant, Vlad. We'll completely cut off their supply line. You always look so beautiful when you're complimenting me. Oh, shut up. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. Shall I kiss it and make it better? Ew! Mom, please skip those kinds of details. Right. So with our forces bolstered by the fearsome Gore Consortium, after a few years it began to look as though we might win the war and rule over all of Fiveborough. More wine. I had just returned from a successful campaign in Whiteway when Mother called your father and I to a conference in the throne room. Sionaris, my daughter. You fought fiercely at the Battle of Squashington Scare Park. Duke Gushing's tactics worked impeccably. The League of Sherlock's has fled down to their last stronghold at Agatha Christie Street. Word of your valor and their crushing defeat has spread across Fiveborough. You honor me, Mother. Such a show of fancy strength has opened the door for potential alliances. That is why I've asked you to join me today. Your prowess with a blade is beyond doubt. But you are to lead Queen's Realm one day. And you must understand the nuances of politicking as well. Of course, Mother. Sir Cyborg, please show the Tunionist ambassador into the throne room. Right away, Majesty. Let us see, daughter, what Tunion Square has to offer. Ambassador, welcome to Gantry. Oh, I thank you for having me, your majesty. Uh, and this must be your lovely daughter, uh, Princess Cyanaris. <laughs> Pleased as punch to meet you. Charmed. What brings you to Queen's Realm, Ambassador? <laughs> as you know, uh, the Bloviat Tunion has endeavored to remain neutral. Ours is a small, simple faction 
We just want to make sure that when all of this ends, we're not leashed up in the doghouse of whomever ends up as Victor. Indeed, Ambassador, and so colorfully said. Your prosaic aims are a matter of public record. Have you crossed the Greased River to tell me things already within my ken? <laughs> I have not, Majesty. With your recent decisive victory over the Sherlocks, it is clear to us that Thansamite is unparalleled. We would help accelerate things towards their inevitable conclusion. Thansite domination over all five realms. But why would the Tunionists take a side after all these years of neutrality? And why ours? We have enough in common, Majesty. Many of our best stories are fansire. He-Man, Pokemon, Voltron. Why, your lovely daughter here reminds me of She-Ra herself. And if we did come to an understanding, how would you help us win? All these years, regarded as a non-threat, people barely even notice us anymore as we freely travel throughout the five lands. I can tell you right now, all of your biggest threats are keeping each other busy at this very moment. The Tunian has instructed me to offer my services as military advisor to help you take White Way Island. And the Tunian army? When the time comes, Majesty, we will fight at your side. You have given us much to consider. We will speak more of this over dinner. Sir Cyborg, please conduct the ambassador to the guest chambers we've assigned him. Oh, thank you, Queen Gehenna. I shall look forward to continuing our friendly dialogue. Your Majesty, your Highness. Until then, Ambassador Porkpolian. Porkpolian? I know, Ripley. It's an odd name, but such were the Tunianists. When was this? I don't remember any Porkpolian at court. That's not a name I'd forget. You were very young, Ripley. Probably before five years old, and he was a strange man. Didn't dine with us, wore a plastic snout. He mostly kept to himself when he wasn't conferring with my mother and her generals. More wine! I grow impatient, Ambassador Porkpolian. Your colleagues at Tunion Square have yet to provide anything of use to us. It's been months. My son-in-law is proving a far superior advisor. Ah, thank you, Majesty. I do my best. <laughs> the Blovia Tunyard would not wish to offer unverified information that could get our a mighty fancy allies into trouble. That is very noble, Ambassador. But surely there is something you can offer to aid our efforts. Mm, I can tell you we do have one plan in motion. More wine for the Ambassador, daughter. No, thank you. P-p-p-p-pretty princess. A plan is in motion, you were saying? <clears throat> we have acquired information that the E-scandalistas are planning a full-scale assault on the Hepburners next week, just north of our Tunianist outpost of Squirtle Bay. <laughs> we have leaked word of this scheme to Hepburn High Command, and they are diverting forces to intercept. <laughs> it is gonna be a bloodbath, 
your majesty. <laughs> I think I will take some of that wine after all. Attend him, Cyanaris. Very well. It is always a pleasure to be served by such a lovely creature. Now you listen here, you- Silence, daughter. So our enemies will assail one another. What are we to do with that information? Uh, while they're all at each other's throats, an army of Fansai and Tunians will be encamped in the comfort of the two United Nations building, ready to annihilate anyone who survives and march on to ambush the depleted defenses of Crime Square. Could this work, Duke Gushing? If the ambassador's intel is accurate, and they are certain the Hepburners will draw from their forces in the Theatra District Theater, then theoretically, uh, yes. <laughs> you could take White Way in one day. How does that sound, my queen? <laughs> or should I say, my empress? Daughter, your grace of gushing, collaborate with Ambassador Porkpolian to put this plan into motion. I will lead the charge myself for the glory of House Zithrian. Mother, it's much too dangerous. I will go. It won't be my first battle, darling. And it is important that the small folk know their queen is yet strong. You cannot hog all the glory in battle, daughter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no hogging for you. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> well, get to it then. The days flew by, and it scarcely felt as though we had enough time to prepare. I really don't like the idea of drawing that many troops from our southern border. <laughs> the Criterions are all tied up fighting off the Snookies on their own southern shore and trying to hang on to their holdings in Greased River Park away in Whiteway. <laughs> this is going to be a cakewalk, Vlad. <laughs> on the eve of the battle, we prepared to get our people over the bridge under cover of night, despite the inconvenience of a terrible thunderstorm. I remember that night. Daddy, don't leave. I'm scared. I know, darling, but I've got to go. Mommy's going to stay here at the palace and keep you safe, while Grandma and I are fighting to make Five Burrow a better place. I'll be back before you know it. But the storm... Take heart, little soldier, these fears will go away. Take heart, and I know you will live to fight another day. Storms rage, but soon the sun bursts through the gray. Take heed, little soldier, take heart. I didn't want him to go either, Ripley. I was the best melee fighter in Queen's Realm, if not Fiveborough at that time. It should have been me out there on that day. Don't do this to yourself again, Majesty. You did as your Queen commanded. I know, Sir Cyborg. But the knowing doesn't help the heart. What happened at Squirtle Bay? I was still in Gantria, but Sir Cyborg marched for White Way. It was a dark day. Have some more wine, my Queen. Only if you'll join me in a glass. For this tale, I will. 
Troops had been diverted from the southern front to Gantria to bolster our complement. In gleaming chrome armor, Queen Gehenna herself rode forth to address the encampment just east of the Queen's Realm Bridge. Attention! Stand true and tall, pray hear my call for the glory of our realm. We're on an all-important mission. We'll soon expand our fancy lands. A golden chance is in our hands. Let's claim it here and crush the opposition. Form up. Fancy, watch. Yes, sir. Lightning's brightening the skies, but the fancy will rise as the tides of war are shifting. Now we march on white wave, we shall triumph today. Tempest clouds will soon be lifting. Sure, when war lingers long, there's a terrible toll. Two victors, no spoils, like new lands to control. The Greece River across, and this bridge we're upon, is the path to conquest. This is our Rubicon. Are you all right, Queen Gehenna? You look as pale as a vampire. I'm fine, Duke Gushing. It's just... This bridge has always made me nervous for some reason. Go figure. Well, don't worry. It's been thoroughly scoured for traps by our scouts. Did they check for landmines? You've always got to check for landmines. I'm... I'm sure they checked for landmines, Majesty. How about mysterious crates? All clear. Haunted fog off the bay? The rain has cut through the mist, but you have oddly specific phobias, Majesty. Perhaps you're being a tad overcautious? There are worse things I could do. It was probably around midnight. I rode toward the center of our lengthy train of soldiers alongside Her Majesty, Queen Gehenna, and the noble Duke Vlad of Gushing. The last of our people should be off the bridge by now, and we'll be at Tonighted Nations Plaza in the next quarter of an hour. What is that abysmal noise? We are under attack from the front and the back. It's a trap. Should we retreat now? No, we can't up and run. Heed your queen, it's begun. Draw your blades, besiege the street now. Our advantage is gone and our fortunes reversed. Our surprise has been foiled, for the foe attacked first. Now we found we're surrounded, new battle lines drawn. Yes, the die has been passed, this is our Rubicon. Another army approaches from the south. Friend or foe? It's Borbolian. He has the two nearest army at his back. His archers are lining up to join the fray. Finally, 
I was beginning to think of Suddenly, I saw our queen had been wounded and rushed to her side. We are betrayed! We must withdraw! I have never retreated in my life. Even you cannot fight with three armies at once! Sir Cyborg, sound the retreat. I knew long things had gone wrong when I heard that distant horn. How could I just sit by and dawdle? I saddled up my sturdy steed, rode toward my friends in fatal need. Whoever hurt them, I would have to throttle. Meanwhile, Escandalista Garillas beleaguered our path back to the bridge with poison darts and throwing daggers. The Tunianists shall pay for this treachery. My queen, get down! Are you all right, Majesty? Thank you, Duke Dushin. I... Lad, look out! I saw poor Gushing jolt with the force like a bolt, but he pushed the queen to cover. Two more dagger blades hit, he still fought on with grit. I was sure he would recover. As spikes, arrows, and knives claim the lives of our kin, we return to the bridge just to save our own skin. Halfway across the bridge when I found Sir Cyborg and my mother, but your father was nowhere in sight. Princess, what are you doing here? Daughter, I ordered you to remain at the palace. What happened? Mother, you're hurt! A flesh wound. The only grave harm was done to my pride. What happened? We hadn't even reached Camp United Nations when we were beset by a three-pronged attack. A Scandalisa struck from the north, Hepburners from the west, and the Tunian army from the south, pushing our backs to the Greased River. Then Porkpolian betrayed us. The day is lost, Highness. Turn back now. What of that? What of my husband? He... He saved my life, daughter. And was wounded in the process, but still fighting on. The Duke is an honorable man. I must find him. I forbid it. The path is too fraught with peril. Yeah. <laughs> Daughter. Princess! Come back! It's too dangerous! Come back! Princess! I rode toward the battle I was raging I cut down every fool who even dared engaging I broke their line and finally I saw him I got him on my horse, I knew I must withdraw him Once we were clear of the fray, I got flat down from my mount I could see he was in agony, but I couldn't believe. I refused to accept that we might have already crossed our Rubicon. Please stay with me. Just hold on, you'll be fine, dear. We have more in store. You can't simply resign here. 
My dear princess, I would not leave you grieving, but I fear I'm past suspending disbelieving. You know what you must do, my sweet. He was in such pain. He only wanted to be put out of his misery. So I found a splintered wooden staff and obliged his request. Oh, mother. I drove a stake through his glorious heart, for that is how vampires meet the true death. More wine, Majesty. Thank you. I got your father's body onto my horse and rode for Gantria, gritting my teeth and resolving that things would be different from that day forward. I feel fire in my breast. I am racked with such wrath. Now I vow to crush the Tunion. Send the names to the grave. In their core we shall bathe like some ancient blood see why I'm so riled by your foreign foray. Now you know what they took from us. I thought the Hepburners and Escandalistas were blood rivals. I can't believe they fought together against us. We were strong. Popolian and his Tunianist allies convinced them that we needed to be taken down a peg, and so we were. And it was worse than we realized during the ambush. The Tunianists had also fabricated intelligence, suggesting our troop movements on the border presaged an attack on Soderbergh rather than Whiteway. The Criterion Avant-Garde marched on Marville. Your grandmother recovered, thanks to your father's bravery, but many did not. Thank you for talking about this, Mother. I know it was difficult. There's just so much I still don't know about Father. What would you know? When did he visit the Oracle of Nipil? The Oracle? Wherever would you get an idea like that? Oh, it was just a rumor I heard floating around. The only time your father ever set foot outside our realm was the day he died. But how can that be possible? Because it is true. Who fills your head with such rumors? One of your foreign friends? Surely you now understand why you must shirk such company. But why? It sounds like all of this was the fault of the Tunianists. But there were Hepburners, Escandalistas, and Criterions holding the blades that slew our comrades. They have no honor. What if one of your new friends threw the daggers that struck your father down? That couldn't be. Who couldn't? It? Are you sure? Chip and Bastion are too young, and Yolanda is... So nice! Her sister Mercedes was Boogie Town's most infamous assassin. Your friend may have planned the strategy that crippled your people. Her twin sister may have thrown the daggers that killed your father. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What do you really know about any of them? They're... they're 
good people. I know their hearts. We took a vow. <laughs> a vow? The other cultures do not share our sense of valor. They know not of the chivalric code. Oh, child. I see now that I have failed you consummately. I must protect you from your own naivete. Sir Cyborg can find the girl to her chambers. What? But you can't do that. Oh, but I can. You know nothing, Ripley Zithriel. And I will not let you put yourself or our people in danger with the recklessness you've displayed. Mother, please do it, Captain. Of course, Majesty. Unhand me. Let me go. To your chambers, Ripley. Meditate on all that I have said and come to peace with your lot. Oh, well. I suppose I shall have to pull my own mind. So did you miss me, friends? I sat out this installment. The past and future tense, you'll soon learn what it all meant. The genre wars gave way to sundry novel dangers. And now young Ripley fears her friends are truly strangers. The genre wars are past, but will this fragile date on last? Cry havoc, dogs of war are howling With good reason The end is rather nigh Just one more chapter, then goodbye How shall we end the tale of our first epic season? Soon you will learn the sum of season one Of the world to come